Heaven Hill has a lot of their own people, right? right. Um, and reasons that they do things. And so Evan Williams and Elijah Craig and Henry McKenna and who else? Is there anybody else in there? George Strait. There's Parker. Uh, Parker Beam. <laughs> George Strait. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 89 of the mashup, the best program conversation you're in here all week long. We are host Steven and Anthony. Hello, Anthony. Hello, how are you tonight? <laughs> there you go, right off the bat. <laughs> I know. Well, just so everyone knows, it took about it took about <laughs> five or six minutes just to hit record because Giggle Monster over here is going after it. Yeah, because um, right before we started <laughs> recording, you know, we have a really high tech lab set up down here. Oh yeah, in Steven's basement, and he took the computer. And he smashed it against one of the microphone poles. And I don't know why, but for some reason, that's still hilarious <laughs> to me. But I'm not letting you get away that easy. Um, so, Stephen, when um, I came over here this evening and we were talking about uh, catching up on, on things that have been going on. Yes. Uh, you were reluctantly... Crouched uh, at the starting line. Yeah, good, yeah, yeah. And thumping in time. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what was happening. But you seem very reluctant to talk about um, what your plans were for Christmas Eve. Well, I don't know if we have much of a of a tradition here. We we tried starting. We tried starting them, but of course, you know, they go one year and they fall to the wayside. Isn't that just the way things are with yeah. kids? Though, like, you can't ever plan too far ahead. No. You always have to be. Yeah. So one thing is that. I think I'm at the time. I think I was the only one in the house that likes just high quality Chinese food. Okay. <laughs> so Christmas Eve Eve. Okay. So the twenty third. Yes. Yes. Is a mandatory Chinese food takeout night. Oh, so what are you getting this evening? Well, <laughs> I think I've been overruled this year. Are you serious? So they want to go to Hibachi instead. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. No. I mean, you still get that. Uh, that. I just wanted some good takeout Chinese food. Yeah. I don't have to get like classy hibachi food what's your go-to is it like uh do you eat spicy or you yeah. know are you yeah and what's uh what's the go-to dish well nothing exciting i mean i, yeah, I get it I only get it a couple of times a year so yeah uh, the general so's or the orange i got gotcha. you um, sometimes i throw the lo mein in there nice but usually the fried or steamed rice you, do you, know? you like to get that house special fried rice that's my thing where they put like the whole kitchen sink in there all the it's, meats yeah it's yeah. like uh you get some uh, pork. weird pork and yeah. uh, tiny uh, seafood that's assorted that you never mm. know where it comes <laughs> from, right? <laughs> you know, is, like, it, is it is it the hot dog of the sea? I, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure in landlocked Lexington here, <laughs> it's got to be fresh. I actually think that every time I look at some of those scallops and things that come in that special um, house, yeah. special fried rice, it's yeah. like uh, I'm thinking quality. Oh yeah, yeah, super stuff. So that's what that's that's our plans for this evening. Do you have anything? Well, I think that we, uh, we've we always tried to cook a nice meal mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve, and it just depends on where we're at. And so normally we'd be in Ohio or South Carolina or maybe even like with family here either in Georgetown or Lexington. But this year I think we're going to be flying solo. And so maybe you mean I'll no bring- kids? Not on Christmas Eve. So <laughs> Evie. Actually, have you heard anybody call it Christmas? It's Eve and then Christmas Adam. Have you ever heard that terminology? Uh, no. 
I heard it the first time today. Like somebody said, we're going to have was like a, a promotional, was a promotional material of a certain website. <laughs> it's, it sounds like it might be. You're going to need, need something for each day. It's like a religious spin, you know, Christmas Eve, Christmas Adam. Okay. Um, I was just like, I was kind of like, is that a thing? Is that like, did I miss a trend? But apparently we got invited to, um, we've had people that wanted to get together for that kind of stuff, but I'm not sure that we could do that. So it was one of those deals where, Interesting. But, um, I know. I've never heard that in the yeah, but I 100 think, years I've been alive. I think I would like to. I, I've never heard that either. So I wonder if it's a trendy thing. You know, people out there that are cooler than us, you got to tell us if that's like a trendy <clears> thing or if it's like some weird religious thing. And now I feel weird about it. So, Anthony, we did not have any shout outs this week again. Oh, yeah? Yeah, no one's reviewing us. If you do review us, you will do what? What will happen if they review us? You will get a shout out. We will read your comment aloud. That's right. You'll become infamous. Yes. And everybody wants to be infamous, especially represented in eternity on the Mashup podcast. For eternity, yes. If you'd like a shout out, just leave a review on Apple Podcasts. The next time we record, we'll give you a shout out. Anthony, for tonight's review, we have a screw top bottle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that could either be good or bad. I hope it's good. So tonight, we have a bottle of Evan Williams 12 year straight bourbon whiskey. Oh, right. We got us the Evan Williams 12 years. So this is from the Heaven Hill Distillery. The bottle date is 2020. The ABV is 50.5 or 101 proof. The age statement is 12 years. The mash bill is 78% corn, 10% rye, and 12% malted barley. And the MSRP is $130. Wow. Well, besides the red label, it looks like an Evan Williams bottle. Yeah, it has the same exact shape as a lot of uh, Heaven Hill bottles going back into, like, the 1970s, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe They've been it. using the same bottle since the 1970s. Maybe they should update their wardrobe. That would be nice, but it's got a, it's got some really interesting some labeling here. It kind of almost reminds you of the holiday that we're at. Is it's, that sure a, it's red. It's red. And it's got a little gold. You're correct. This does have red and white and gold accents, mm-hmm. and... It's got a picture of some fellow who looks pretty handsome on the side. And then what is all this on the back here? I can't even like... Well, it's Japanese writing. Is that what it is? It is. That's very... um, Well, I'm not going to embarrass anybody with my knowledge of being able to read Japanese tonight. Um, Instead, I'll just say that it looks like it's a solid thing here. Can you hazard a guess as to what that says? I'm going to say, please drink responsibly in all provinces. Um... (laughs) And you're only allowed two children. <laughs> yep, that's it. It did not say that. Uh, oh, and a barrel date of 3-13-2011. Oh, nice. Yep. So it was barreled and it, it actually has it on there? Yeah. Oh, wow. 3-13-2011. So, Stephen, while we're talking about this bottle, um, something occurred to me. And it is basically this. Whenever I'm in the store, like... Uh, you know, Kroger's or Liquor Barns. What about Total Wine? Total Wines. Yeah. No, I don't go into Total Wine. I still don't go to Total it's Wine. It's a big store. When I'm in those big box stores and yeah. I see the bottles of Evan Williams, they often have a black label yeah. or a white label, or there's some other small variants. The one that we tried a long time ago, the uh, single barrel, Evan mm-hmm. Williams single barrel. Oh, yeah, with the, with that, that has the wax on it. Yeah. And so... Um, and I think they have, didn't they relaunch a brand too? Don't they have 1783 or something like that now? But, yeah. Um, that's I that's see, a black label. I think. Yeah. I see all those things, but I don't see this bottle. Why don't I see this bottle? Well, we've already hinted that the Japanese writing on it. That's correct. 
I know for a fact you can get this in Louisville at the distillery gift shop. That's correct. They have plenty of it there. Is that all the time thing? They always have. Uh, well, it? when I went, they had plenty of it. Okay. And I just randomly showed up. And how how long ago was this? Do you remember? No, four, four, four or five. Yeah. Okay. Well, I bet you now they probably have it in a more limited basis, but they probably still, I know, do gift shop release of this. So it's there, and I think it's a Japanese release. So, yeah. but unlike Europe, mm. the Japanese do the full 750 milliliter. Ah, so you're pretty much, that's like your thing. I mean, me, you, I me and them run, run, the same, run the same wavelength, wavelength here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they want they want the extra 50 mils. Yeah, Stephen wants the extra 50 mils, and the whole country of Japan wants the extra 50 mils. Damn so straight. Heaven Hill, thank you for giving Stephen and Japan what, what they what want. What they need. They need yes. and want. It's a collective. No, yeah. need. <laughs> <laughs> well, this would be an exciting bottle because it would be, um, really see how it kind of stacks up with other 10, 12-year products. And um, just a normal Evan Williams. Yeah, especially because when you think about Heaven Hill and you think about their portfolio, this coming at a 12 years, 101 proof, mm-hmm. isn't Henry McKenna is a 10-year, 100 proof bourbon, correct? Yeah, it's bonded, yep. Yeah. So this one is not bottled in bond. So I wonder if it's um, going to be more or less consistent than uh, old Hank McKenna. Yeah, well, yeah. I guess we should maybe nose it. Let's go. Let's go. This is really kind of a pleasure to nose. Uh, absolutely. I actually, you know, was reminded of the time where, you know, I was shopping for a leather jacket and I stuck my face into the rack of leather jackets <laughs> and I inhaled deeply. No, that's, uh, I'm getting a little bit of leather on the nose. Uh, yes. And um, say dark fruit or cherry. All right. Yeah. A little bit of uh, cherry. Definitely. A lot of brown sugar and kind of candied. Yeah, brown yeah. sugar, candied, bombish, like yeah. very nice and sweet. It's a, uh, it really is a pleasure. I know sometimes I call this out, but I'm definitely calling it out on this one. You get a nice uh, vanilla caramel. Uh, yeah. You know those scents. I mean, obviously you're going to pick those up with bourbon, but when they're very pronounced and very balanced with other, you know, notes, we're definitely going to bring that up. It has a really beautiful color too. Yeah, it's almost like a. What would you call that? Like a mahogany? Dark? Yeah, it's dark. Yeah, very dark and uh, coats the glass nicely. Legs don't hang on there forever, but they're pretty pretty viscous. So you would think for the age and the price point of this product that they may do something a little special with the bottle. Yeah, like you mean make it not a screw top? And maybe a different shape or I don't know. I, I, I feel... I would feel cheated. I mean, this doesn't really like scream at me like special. Doesn't scream special. No, no. Actually, you know what they started doing? Maybe it was in response to people like you that they're concerned about again. The newer versions of this. So this is a 2020. I think there are ones that released recently, like within the last year that have a wax top. So it's like a gold wax top on top of the screw top with uh, like a red ribbon or something that says Evan Williams. And it looks a little bit more fancy. I've seen them on the online, but I've never seen one in person. But the same basic bottle shape, though? Uh, yeah, it's the same basic bottle shape. So if you want to I guess they're keeping true to there. Now, I don't understand what you're so upset about. In all four, I guess, what are these quadrants of the upper part of the bottle right below the neck, you have an Evan Williams signature. It's four times, and not just embossed once, but four. Yeah. That's a lot of signatures. I probably hurt his hand. <laughs> he was signing a lot. Yeah. 
But one thing that I will say real quickly um, while we're talking about old Evan Williams here, because I know way back when we did the single barrel, we talked a little bit about him, but it says that Evan Williams, he was the first to distill, right? Right on the banks of the Ohio River in 1783. He's historically recognized as Kentucky's first distiller of bourbon. Did you know that? So we have him, we have, you know, Elijah Craig, which is the father. Yeah. Wouldn't he be called the father? I would think so. Or is he the godfather? Elijah. Well, here's the thing. We talked a whole about how Buffalo Trace is the place where you get people, right? Mm -hmm. That was a disrespectful thing to say. I'm talking about Buffalo Trace having a lot of people, but Heaven Hill has a lot of their own people, right? Right. Um, And reasons they do things. And so Evan Williams and Elijah Craig and Henry McKenna and who else? Is there anybody else in there? George Strait. There's Parker. uh, Parker Beam. (laughs) George Strait. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you didn't <Hey>. catch that. <laughs> you threw one in there on me and I didn't even realize. You know what? That a George Strait would be great because you could have George Strait, Kentucky Strait bourbon whiskey. Yeah. That would be a good one. George Strait bourbon whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. So they have all these names as well at, at Heaven Hill. And I hate to say this, but the idea that Evan Williams was the first distiller is something that's historically contested. So, um, this gentleman by the name of uh, Michael Veach, some would call him Bourbon Veach. He's a big historical guy here at Lexington. He actually said that this is all baloney. How can they write it on there, though? Because I don't think it really matters. You know, it's all marketing, and so they can get away with it. But, um, yeah, I'm not I'm not the Bourbon Veach, but I do know what the Bourbon Veach has said, and he, he has spoken. He's the authority. He said, it's, he said it's probably impossible for anybody to actually say that they know who the first distiller is. Well, should we go for first taste? Sure. Oh, man. Here's what I'm going to say about this. I don't know if I've ever described a bourbon as such, but I'm going to start tonight. That's just wonderfully wonderful. So it's pretty easy to drink. Yep. It's got a little bit of a, a little burn. I mean, just a little, a little baby burn. You, but you I don't know the sharpness? Yes. Okay. I'm not really getting much out of it you aren't are not well sir let me tell you what i'm getting out of it tell me because what i'm missing or i'm doing wrong it actually to me has like a very um the oak characteristic of this is very interesting because it starts off very sweet and then it turns almost like spicy and draws you up okay but the flavors that i'm getting are a little bit of cinnamon i'm getting a little bit of um like fall spices, so maybe like a clove. Um, there's these Greek cookies that my mom and grandmother made that had this clove in them. I'm getting that sort of flavor to it, so it's almost like a you know really help? crusty sweetness. You know what helped these uh, these reviews? What's up? We had Greek cookies. There you go. You're right. I mean, we, you should bring yeah. some over. I know. Hey, let me bring the Greek cookies over, and then I think we'll be tasting all kinds of stuff. There you go. But, uh, yeah, so it's got... Um, that that sort of uh, sweetness it almost has like a light honey as well so that's that's what i'm getting in terms of the flavor but the 101 is coming through a little bit right yeah it's definitely coming through yeah. it's definitely a nice little punch it lets you know it's there it's way different than when we tasted the evan williams single barrel i think that was 86 proof wasn't it yeah i think you're right at the 86 yeah so obviously with this one punching a little bit higher in the proof i think you're gonna get those flavors um accentuated a little bit more of course mm-hmm um, what about mouthfeel? Do you think this is a nice mouthfeel? I think it's kind of like, I think it's medium to 
maybe probably like medium to thin a little bit. It's not super viscous, super coating. Yeah, it kind of like drops off right away, right? The flavors and everything. Yeah. Yeah. We're about, yeah, the finish is not super, super long. long. Mm-hmm. No. However, I will note the finish is the only place that I'm getting any kind of that leather. It's a very dry, but that's the only place I'm getting it um, for how strong it was on the nose. It wasn't really prominent on the palate. So Heaven Hill has recently been doing a lot with um, their, it's not even really like a lottery system, but what they do is they post online when they're going to release product. Have you seen this? I have not. Is this, uh, what does Evan Williams have today? Uh, Uh, Facebook page? (laughs) Yeah. I wish it was called that. (laughs) I I think they actually try to control it like at their, through their social media channels more so than having any of these groups where you have to figure out what they have. Yeah. And so... They've gone through all different instantiations of this. The first thing they did was kind of like Buffalo Trace, where they would take your ID and only let you buy like one allocated bottle every so many months. Yeah. Then I think they did away with that. They also have this thing where you can book their tours, and when you go on their tour, you can get a special bottle like of Heaven Hill Select Stock and stuff like that. Oh, wow. But they've really been doing a lot with their gift shop lately. And uh, I think recently they released the Parker's Heritage Double Barrel. And... Um, I think maybe the William Heaven Hill 15 year, but those were like released at the gift shop. They handed out like 150 or so or 200, I think like uh, wristbands or vouchers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then people can go through and they can get them and then they can turn around and take pictures of them right there in the parking lot and try to sell them online. <laughs> but um, they're doing a lot with their gift shop. Their gift shops become kind of a destination place where people can go to get bottles. Um, I don't know if you had taken any of that in. Yeah, I've been, that's, it is a nice uh, gift shop. I know they have that nice uh, tasting room in the yep. middle. You're kind of walking to like a big barrel and it's a big circular table. Yeah, they, they redid all that. Um, that was pretty recent when they redid all that, wasn't it? The, and then created the Heaven Hill Visitor Experience. I haven't been there in a couple of years, okay. but last time I was there, that's what it was. They yeah. also have like a lot of cooking stuff and they have a, a lot of bottles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, I actually think that's a pretty cool feature because unlike some of the other big distilleries, you come into town, you may or may not get something. Um, Heaven Hill has been doing this like pretty consistently, like when they're in season, when they got good product coming out, when they got allocated product coming out, they'll be doing this like every week. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's created quite a bit of buzz. I mean, it's probably the first thing that I've seen that's rivaled Buffalo Trace a little bit in terms of um, people lining up now. I know some of the old school heads would be like, well, what about Willet when they used to do stuff and other people like they don't do that stuff. So infrequently, I feel like frequency of releases is important and they're doing a lot out of the gift shop up there. So Anthony, would you pass, try or buy on the Evan Williams 12 year straight bourbon whiskey? Do I get to go first on this one? I said your name first. So I actually am going to be a, a buy on this one. And I'm going to tell you why. So well-aged Evan Hill you're going to have a couple of options to choose from. You're going to have your Henry McKenna. You're going to have your Elijah Craig barrel proof. I'm sure I'm missing some things in their profile, but for me, um, of the things that I've tasted and things that I could potentially get. So here's the kicker. This is going to be gift shop only or Japanese export. Um, when you can get it, I think when I got this bottle, I may have paid 175 bucks for it. And the reason why I justified that is because like 175 bucks shipped to my door and I had tasted it before at a friend's house a long time ago, and I really liked it. And so I thought, this is actually sitting in front of us, the first bottle that I ever purchased from enthusiast markets. Well, it's exciting. 
exciting, right? Mm-hmm. And um, had it shipped to my door. So I was willing to pay 175 bucks for it, even though it's retail 130 plus tax. So um, yeah, I'm going to be a buy. I just really like the flavors. Um, I like the profile of it. And it just is just hitting the right things for me. So I'm, I'm a buy. Well, I'm going to be a try. Okay. I really enjoyed the nosing of this product. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the tasting kind of fell a little short for me. Okay. And it's going to sound silly. I don't really like the bottle for the price. <laughs> you mean the, the presentation of uh, it? Yes. If it wasn't a nice box with a bow on it, would you be happier to have it? I could be, I could be moved Persuaded. a little bit more. Okay. Yes. I think for those reasons, I'm going to be, a, I'm going to be a, a try for this product. Hey, I don't see anything wrong with that. No. I mean, the other thing too is like, think about this. I'm over here talking about Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. That's pretty available three times a year. It's 12 years old at cast strength, and it costs most markets now 80, 90 bucks. So you can still get an Evan. Yeah. I mean, Evan Williams at 101 in 12 years. Is that really a deal? Am I talking myself out of my buy here? <laughs> I might be no. I still think that I'm going to buy it, but um, I, I see where you're coming from, especially given the fact that other product in the line, when you taste it, it's going to be probably a little more consistent, maybe a little more powerful if you want more power than this. Right. But um, I like I like the way this sips. So um, <laughs> I was thinking about this while we were um, uh, talking about Evan Williams and the false story of Evan Williams. Uh, <laughs> I think down the road, I mean, first we'd really like to do a barrel pick at some point in time uh, for our podcast, but eventually way down the road, when we start our distillery, what fake story are we going to tell? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Do <laughs> you got any ideas of some fun story you want to dream up? I'm going to say you started distillery in uh, 1782. Okay. Uh, one year before this. <laughs> and I'm going to call you the uh, the jackal of Kentucky distilling. <laughs> the jackal? Yeah, the jackal. Okay. And then you franchise it in 1801. <laughs> yes. Franchise what? Distillery? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, back then you had a whole like a uh, cafe as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Back in 1801. Did we serve lattes? <laughs> yeah. Was there people pulling up like, hey, I wanted skinny milk in my latte. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they were big in almond milk back then. Almond milk. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking 1801, the yeah. almond milk was, was banging back then. Yeah, it was well, banging. Popular. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, um, you know, then we started a big hotel chain in 1810. Uh, okay. Yeah. And that, that franchise well as well. So did we, uh, did we actually have the distillery running as a, did we, did we expand on the distillery grounds to build the hotel? Is that what happened? Well, our big markets were uh, Kentucky and Japan back okay. then. Back then. Yeah. So okay. I, we kind of stayed to our roots. I really like this. I think it's a really good start, <laughs> start of a brand. <laughs> See, and that's the kind of branding that you get, um, you know, from two bourbon guys that are just, we have genius level quality here that we bring to the table when it comes to thinking about how we can start um, our own brand. And I think that you're onto something. I like that. And with that, Latte, thanks for listening to this week's edition. Please like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Magic KY. Also, let us know your thoughts on the bottom of the comment section. Until next time, keep it neat and low fat. <laughs>